did you start out to be a singer first or an actor first? I started out as a singer. I was the new singer on the show replacing Kenny Baker. That's why the fact that they brought in Verna Felton to play the part of my mother, who was the buffer between myself and Jack Benny, because I was so inexperienced. Remember, I was fresh out of college. I'd never been in show business. I'd loved singing, been a singer in college in the Glee Club, and I had appeared on a, several radio shows in New York City, where I was born and raised, been on the Larry Clinton Saturday Night Campus show three times. Jack Benny's most famous Irish tenor, Dennis Day, was born on May 21st, 1916, and raised in the Throgs Neck section of the Bronx, New York City, the second of five children born to Irish immigrants, Patrick and Mary McNulty. They graduated from Catholic Preparatory Seminary in New York City and attended Manhattan College in the Bronx, where he sang in the Glee Club. Eventually, he made his way to radio. You had to have something that he could magnify. In other words, when after Kenny Baker left, we couldn't find a singer. Benny, he always wanted a tenor. That's what Benny wanted to fit in there. So we finally saw this picture. We went into the Bronx, and McNulty is his real name. And I went over, and uh, we had I had dinner over at his house. And his old man, we call him Tiptoes McNulty. <laughs> he was rushing the can, you know, Schaefer's beer. And at the first rehearsal, Jack looked over and he said, Dennis, and Dennis said, yes, please. Well, that was it. <laughs> that was, he, see, he had to find something that he could magnify. I had taken air checks of the songs I had sung on that show. And I happened to, after Kenny Baker left the Benny show, somebody suggested I send it over to Jack's agent. By good fortune, God bless her, Mary Livingston happened to hear my record. She liked it. She brought it to Jack, and she persuaded him to audition me. After the audition was over, Jack said, well, that sounds pretty good, but uh, we'll let you know. And about two or three days later, I got a round-trip ticket to go out to California on the Golden State Limited on the train, the Freddie Laker of the trains, you know, no mm -hmm. frills, no nothing. And I got out here, and I auditioned for his writers and producer. After that, I was told to wait around for a while because Jack was going up to the... Uh, World's Fair in San Francisco on Treasure Island. Oh, yes. And I did that. I waited around. They gave me no money, mind you. Told me to wait around. I had to send home to my mother and dad for some money. This is your real mom, not Verna Feldman. That's right. <laughs> and then when I, uh, after he got back, I got a call from him to come down to his office. And it was at that meeting that I knew that I was going to be the new singer on his radio program. And, of course, it wasn't when I signed the contract mind you, but when he took back the other half of the train ticket. Hmm. And that was true. Well, that's great. <laughs> he took back the other half. Well, the office did, you know. And uh, But I stayed with him all those years. Dennis Day made his debut on the October 8th, 1939 broadcast. It was actually a five-year contract, but I had to make good in two weeks. And if I didn't, he had the option to drop me. Then the first year, he could pick me up every 13 weeks. He did, and I stayed with him, as I say, up until uh, 
Well, I stayed about four years, and then I went in the Navy during World War II. That's when they had Larry Stevens. That's right. He had Larry Stevens. And after I got out, I went back with Jack, and I had my own radio program at that time, The Day in the Life of Dennis Day. During World War II, Day enlisted in the Navy. He was replaced by Larry Stevens on the show beginning in 1944. He made his return on the St. Patrick's Day episode, March 17, 1946. Ladies and gentlemen, today, March 17th, is St. Patrick's Day. As you all know, St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland. So today, we bring you a man who was run out of Waukegan, Jack Benny. man there, anyway. Thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking. And Don, for your information, I wasn't run out of Waukegan. It was merely a request by the city fathers and mine. <laughs> and being a sharp guy, I took the hint and two shirts and left. But let's not talk about me. After all, this is St. Benny's, I mean St. Patrick's Day. That's why I'm wearing this shamrock in my lapel. Shamrock? Yes. That's a moth that took a bite out of that $12 suit and turned green. All right, don't be funny. This is a very good suit. Taste it. I mean, feel it. Anyway, why aren't you wearing something green today? I am wearing something green. See? Oh, yes, yes. What is it? It's that gold bracelet you gave me for Christmas. <laughs> Mary, that's an old joke. All I know is I polish my other bracelets. This one, the gardener takes care of. Well, that's appreciation for After all, Mary, it wasn't easy to get that bracelet. I spent over three hours at that claw machine. And now, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> good, I didn't know it was going to be that good. I'm going to tell you, right? you know, you're Hey, Jackson. What? You're talking about St. Patrick's Day. Did I ever tell you the one about that friend of mine who got an Irish car? An Irish car? Yeah, every time you blow the horn, it plays Ireland must be heaven because my motor came from there. <laughs> oh, Harris, you're the Barry Fitzgerald of the Bobby son. <laughs> well, pull out your garters and get out of here, will you? Put on your garters, right? You always try to run Say, one... Jack. What? Jack, since this is St. Patrick's Day, don't you think we ought to do this a little... This program is starting Irish? out like we had no rehearsals at all. And you want to know something? We did it. Everybody walks in any time they want. Hey, Jackson, they holler. What is it? What, what is well, it? Well, Jack, this being St. Patrick's Day, don't you think we ought to do a little play for our Irish listeners? Well, we're doing better than that, Don. Tonight, for the first time since his release from the Navy, Dennis Day, the smiling Irish songbird, will be back with us. Oh, so the kid's coming back, huh, Jackson? Yep. Gosh, Jack, Dennis has been gone for two years. I'll bet the Navy has changed him a lot. I'll bet it has, too. Anyway, he ought to be here by now. I think I'll call his house and see what's keeping him. Say, Mabel, what is it, Gatesville? <laughs> Mr. Benny's line is flashing. Yeah, I wonder what Bloomer Girl wants now. <laughs> I'll find out. Hello, Mr. Benny. Huh? Dennis Day? What's his number? Okay, I'll call you back when I get him. Say, Mabel, did you hear Mr. Benny's program last week? Yeah, Ray Malin was on it. Gosh, he's wonderful, even if he is the lost weekend. <laughs> Listen, Mabel, if you think Milan is the lost weekend, you should have a date with Benny. <laughs> Those are my sentiments exactly. You want to know something, Gertrude? What? The contest has been over for six weeks and I still can't stand him. <laughs> Yeah. You know, Mabel, two weeks ago he asked me to go to the Academy Award ceremonies, but I had another date. 
Gee, Gayford, how come Mr. Benny always asked you to all those swanky affairs? Well, why shouldn't he? After all, my mother gave him the best years of her life. <laughs> um, you know, I wouldn't mind going out on a date with Mr. Benny, but he's a sneaky type. <laughs> sneaky? Yeah, he's the kind who lures an unsuspecting girl into his car, drives her out to a dark spot, pretends he's out of gear, stops the car, and then spends the next two hours talking about his picture. <laughs> it's enough to discourage a person, believe me. <laughs> I'll say. You know, Mabel, I got a confession to make. Once I let Mr. Benny kiss me. Why, go to gear shift. <laughs> Say, uh, tell me, go to, what are his kisses like? Well, it's like when you're blowing bubble gum and the bubble collapses against your face. <laughs> uh, well, between you and me, I'd rather have the gum. <laughs> yeah. Dennis Day's number doesn't answer. I better tell Blue Eyes about it. Hello? Oh, we'll try him again later, Gertrude. Goodbye. Oh, say, Gertrude, uh, what are you doing tonight? Tomorrow night? Tuesday night? Wednesday night? Thursday night? Christmas Eve? <laughs> oh, you're... You're going to visit your mother. Well, don't be surprised when you walk in, sister. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, <laughs> hey, Phil, you know, this is a battery day. Why didn't you do something for the occasion? Something Irish? I did. I put a harp in my band. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. You got a girl playing it. See, you know, her fingers must get callous and sore plucking on all those strings. Well, it's her own fault, Jackson. She forgot the bow, so let her do the best she can. <laughs> He's our orchestra leader for ten years now. <laughs> Phil, you don't use it. Come in. I beg your pardon, but hello again. Dennis! 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 Welcome back, kid. Welcome back. Gee, it's good to see you. Gosh, Mary, doesn't he look wonderful? Oh, he sure does. Oh, boy, I never expected this. Are you going to kiss me too, Miss Livingston? <laughs> Why, certainly, Dennis. Doggone, Dennis, I can't get over You look so mature. You've changed so. Well, sure he's changed, Jackson. This kid's been in the Navy for two years. He's grown up. Yeah, up. <laughs> hmm. uh, Dennis, tell us about yourself. Did you enjoy your two years in the Navy? I sure did, Miss Livingston. The Navy's wonderful. I went all over the South Pacific, and I saw plenty. <laughs> I imagine you did, kid. Say, I bet you had a lot of fun, too. Say, Dennis. Dennis, I've been wanting to ask you something. Uh, tell me, kid, uh, how about those waves? That's what made me seasick. Yeah, yeah grown, grown up. up. Yeah. You know, Dennis, I was all over the South Pacific, too, and I ran into some pretty rough seas. In fact, once I was tossed overboard. Oh, I was tossed overboard lots of times. You were? Yeah, but the captain made the fellows cut it out. Dennis, the boys kept throwing you overboard. That's terrible. Oh, it wasn't so bad. 
The Japs kept throwing me back. <laughs> he was a pickle in the middle. Yeah. Say, Dennis, when you first joined the Navy, how did they know how to classify you? I mean, how did they know what rank to give you? Oh, that was easy, Miss Livingston. First, I had to fill out a lot of forms, answer a lot of questions, and then for two days, they gave me a written test. For two days? That must have been quite a test. And after it was all over, they made me an ensign. An ensign? An ensign? Yeah. I wonder what they'd have made me if I'd have passed. (laughs) Maybe it's just as well you didn't. We won the war this way. Come on, Dennis. We all want to hear a song. What's it going to be? Well, since today is St. Patrick's Day, I thought I'd sing Danny Boy. That's swell. Go sure. Go right ahead. Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling From glen to glen and down the mountainside The summer's gone In many cases, the show would get well underway before he would even make an appearance That's true, yeah. That's very true. And then he had a great facility of mentioning something. I wonder where I put that book or something Mm -hmm. like that or where Dennis would be or whatever's going to happen. And all of a sudden, when we're practically to the end of the show, that would come in in another roundabout way <laughs> that made a hilarious ending to the whole thing. He had that great facility. So he was really, in the early days when I was with Jack, he used to work with the writers on all the mm-hmm. ideas and the dialogue and everything else. And then when we'd come in to read, usually on a Wednesday or a Thursday, we'd have our first reading and after the reading was over, we'd leave and go home, and then they would edit it and tighten it up. And my gosh, every time, that would be 200% better once they worked it mm-hmm. over. And Jack would work, says, I don't like this, I don't like this, we've got to replace this. Or bring in, you know, new dialogue, or let's keep this. But he was a great editor of scripts. This is one of the great sense of comedy that the man had. Not only was uh, an editor, but what a timer, a master timer. He knew how long to milk a laugh and when to stop when he had enough or the public had enough. For the remainder of the season, Jack Benny Cass would be reunited in its classic 1940s incarnation. It was also the last season before Phil Harris took over the Fitch bandwagon radio program with his wife, Alice Fay. Because the program aired immediately after Jack's, Phil could generally only take part in the first half of Jack's show before rushing over to broadcast his own show. Beginning that October, Dennis Day would also get his own show on NBC.
Very good. That was Danny Boy, sung by Dennis Day. And now... Say, Mr. Benny, I meant to ask you, how's Mr. Allen? Who? Fred Allen. Well, kid, it was nice seeing you again. No, no, Phil. In fact, I'm glad he brought it up. Dennis, I'm happy to tell you that Fred Allen has the same old program, the same old joke, the same old... Oh, wait a minute, Jack. That's not fair. I've heard all of Fred's programs, and they've been very funny. Yeah, Mary, I wouldn't mind if his joke just laid there. But they crawl out of the radio and stain your rugs. <laughs> Some program. That just shows what you know, Jackson. I think the funniest thing in radio is Alan's Alley. Oh, you do, huh? I think so, too. Oh, you do, eh? I think so, too. Oh, you do, eh? I think Mr. Benny is much funnier than Mr. Allen. I think so, too. <laughs> oh, you do, eh? 